What's going on? You're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Make sure you follow them on all their social medias at Three Count Podcast with the number three, not the word spelled out. Check out all their interviews and other content interviews such as with myself and my partner Jeremy Grimes, Studio 22, and some other lesser ones. You know, they not all their guests are winners, but you know, you watch ours. It's fun. Um, shout out to my guy Red Dog Cliff. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to a very special edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. Let's go down the roster. Introducing first, from Scott's Bruff, Nebraska, weighing in at 247 pounds, he is the Red Dog. He is the real man that runs this show, honestly, because I'm just a figurehead. Ladies and gentlemen, Cliff Red Dog Miller. All right, haircut catchphrase. That's it. That that's it. That's my catchphrase. And introducing next, uh, he is the 38-time, 24/7. You know who he is. He booked himself to go over coronavirus, surviving, racist killing, man hunting, Negro spiritual singing. Slap your mama, cause the chicken tastes like crack. World heavyweight, African Negro, heavyweight, United States, world. WCW champion, uh, Chris Idol. Always happy to be here. <laughs> and last but certainly not the least, he is my little brother, and that's the only reason he's on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ. i like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. Some dangerous times out here. Make sure y'all locked and loaded. You know me, I already got the chitty chitty I got it ready. I got it ready. But I let want to let all the listeners know that you guys are beautiful people. All each and every single one of y'all. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering the ring. And now entering the ring, we have Trayvon Jordan here in the hot seat. <laughs> you know what it is, baby. It's Trayvon Jordan, the man who's smoother than butter, who's slicker than silk. He don't go down easy, and he tastes like almond milk. If you don't know what it means, then ask your grandma about it. Trayvon Jordan's in the building, stepping new and on the scene. How y'all feeling today, brethren? I'm hey. feeling great. Because <laughs> I understand the almond milk reference. I'm, like, I'm the only one that drinks almond milk in here. <laughs> we're here, baby. We're here. <laughs> oh, man. What's up, man? How you been? How's things? Man, listen, between coronavirus... Between the protesting and marching, Trayvon Jordan is tired, but Trayvon Jordan is still excited. He's still ready to dance, and he's still here to have a good time. I hope everybody's out there being safe, staying well-educated and informed with all these crazy things going on. And I hope you hold on close to your loved ones and taking care of them as well, too. And make sure you stay at least 12 feet away from people. Six feet because of the coronavirus and 12 feet because people just funky. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well... We got a couple questions for you. Then after the questions, we'll get right into the lightning rapid fire question round. I change the name every time I say it. So sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Slap. All sounds right. like a plan. Cool. I'll start us off. So uh, first things first, who is Trayvon Jordan? 
Oh, that is like the biggest, broadest question. Trayvon Jordan is one half of Waves and Curls, the tag team in the Northeast region of the wrestling world. Um, I'm six foot four. That's usually the first thing that comes out of my mouth. That's the first thing people notice about me. Um, I like to have a good time. I like to enjoy myself. Uh, Trayvon Jordan likes to be the life of the party. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling down, if you're not feeling hopeful, uh, I like to inspire others to rise up and rise amongst any kind of hate or any kind of depression or any kind of frustrations that they're feeling. Um, it's all about uplifting good vibes and love with Trayvon Jordan. So that's what I try to uh, portray and give out whenever I enter any kind of arena or atmosphere is just cast your cares away, cast your worries to the waysides. And for this one moment, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, let's enjoy one another and have a good time, stand together in unity. And of course, Get the uno, dos, trace. Get the three count, just like the podcast. Come on, talk to me. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, like you said, you are part of uh, NEW. And mm-hmm. I got to know, who has been uh, an inspiration for you uh, so far in your wrestling career? Okay. So you mean as far as just, like, people who I grew up watching or on a local kind of level as well, too? Or overall? Go Overall. Yeah. All right, overall. So, I mean... The first wrestler who ever grabbed my attention was Jeff Hardy, Charismatic Enigma. You know, he got the whole dance, grooving and jiving. And I, I just resonated with it. It was always a good time. Clifford's doing a dance right now. You know what I'm saying? He messing up a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's still it all love. It, it is what it is. But light skin. Jeff Hardy, <laughs> light skin mentality. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff Hardy was the first superstar who gravitated into my mind and, like, pulled me in. Then from there it was Booker T. You know, I do the Harlem sidekick. That's one of my signature moves because Booker T's just my guy. And he was the first like true black man I saw who was doing everything that I wanted to do. He was the former five-time, five-time WCW champion. He did the spinner Rooney. And, and he always had this certain electricity and air to him that just gravitated me towards him. Um, so Booker T most definitely, as far as a local level, um, definitely hats off to my trainers, Matt Taven, Vinny Marcellia, and TK Ryden. Um, Matt just, you know, builds us from the ground up and, and he focuses on our strengths and, and assets and, and builds upon our weaknesses. So Matt Taven pops most definitely. Uh, Vinny, he like fine tunes everyone and he makes sure that everyone's ready for that next superstar level. So Vinny uh, definitely is, you know, one of my big inspirations as well, too. We talk on a close level and he, and he assists me and he helps me. So definitely my trainers are those on the local level who I look up to and inspire me to do more. And then on my peers, of course, as well, my tag team partner, Jalen Brandon, we always push one another to, to be our best, to do our best, to bring the life of the party, and to always bring excitement. So he pushes me in a way that no one else does, um, just because the tag team, we're hand in hand together, and we have to be on one accord. So um, he and I, he elevates my game to a whole different level. So definitely all those people I just mentioned. Awesome, awesome. And so my final question to you would have to be is, what do you think your greatest accomplishment so far has been? Um, ooh, I love that question. <laughs> um, I think my greatest accomplishment as far as, you know, Trayvon the person-wise outside of wrestling was, of course, getting a college degree before pursuing my dreams. If anyone's listening to this, definitely educate yourself before, you know, you step into your dreams. Always take that leap with your dreams, but have that, that quote-unquote safeguard to step back on and fall back on or have some kind of game plan going about you. Then after that, uh, my hugest accomplishment in wrestling was, I think it would have to be just establishing 
a fan base that loves and supports me. I think that's the biggest accomplishment so far. Every time I make my entrance, you know, it's always fun and excitement. But after every time, I do a big confetti cannon, if you've never seen it. At the end of the entrance, it's a big confetti cannon. And, and after I do that, it's kind of funny, but when the confetti finishes raining down, I'll start dancing. Now I look out into the crowd and I'll say, I love you every single time. And it's not just a blanket statement. It's sincere. It comes from the heart because without them, I wouldn't be able to pursue my dreams. I wouldn't be able to elevate to the levels that I have. The NEWs, the top rope promotions, the Limitless Wrestlings, and the list goes on to all the great promotions that I've worked with in such a short amount of time. Only made my debut last August, and yet Waves and Curls has been elevating and you know going through the New England area, you know, at such a great speed, you know, that some other people you know don't have the opportunity to. But we we work hard when we go out. We play hard. We we we're helpful. We're respectful. And I feel like that's elevated our game. So the biggest accomplishment, once again, for me is just establishing um, a love and respect with the fans and with the audience. That's more than any accolade. It's bigger than any accolade or anything that I've accomplished, like title-wise. I mean, both titles that I won, I only held for about 30 minutes combined, but still, you know, (laughs) but still they meant something as well, too. But getting to those bigger platforms and connecting with an audience. I'll tell y'all a story real quick. There was a, a, a show called Western Mass Wrestling. It was like one of the last shows that I got to work before um, the whole COVID process went on. A tag team couldn't make it, you know, great tag team, uh, but they couldn't make the show and they needed a tag team for the last minute fill-in. Myself and Jalen were ready. We got our gear into the car and we went to the show. And, you know, you always watch the Royal Rumble when you're a kid. And there's, like, the surprise entrance that come through the curtain. Everybody, ah, going crazy, going nuts. It was, like, that experience for me because we weren't announced. No one knew we were coming. But once we made our entrance, the crowd went crazy. They started dancing with us. They went crazy for the confetti cannon. And it was, like, we established such a little little fan base that wherever we go, there's someone who kind of knows who we are as hat heard about us so our name's starting to hold a little bit of weight which is a great feeling because when you get somewhere and the people know of you before you show up that's an amazing feeling and and to be able to exceed their expectations or meet their expectations or or give them an experience they won't forget about that's what matters the most to me am i answering these questions too long-winded are we supposed to rapid fire these two i don't know no 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 these not rapid fire you take it you take it A young brother could talk if I'm telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great, because, you know, you talked about how much you had your admirations for the fans. So tell us about your favorite interaction with the fans or with a fan. Oh, my goodness. One of my favorite interactions, I think, that I've had with a fan would have to be down at uh, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. That's over in Connecticut. You know, they work like the New Haven region and stuff like that. There's this one fan who always comes and she uh, always makes little signs for me. I have the sign in my car. I've been meaning to bring it into my apartment. But every show that I go to, she's always, you know, excited to see me. No matter what it is, she'll always have the crazy energy. She'll jump up and down. And um, after every show, she'll come to me. She'll say, hey, you did really good tonight. Or, oh, man, I wish you would have won. But I always, you know, give her all the love and energy because she, she shows up to every single show. Uh, at Paradise Alley. She'll bring her different signs. We'll sign them up and then um, send her on her way. But she's so positive. Um, That's a single fan experience. But from like an entire crowd situation, I would think it would be our 
mine and Jalen's second time in the NEW arena. Uh, and what that was is we made our debut uh, at a show called Career Versus Crown against the Maine State Posse. And we, we beat the Maine State Posse. Then the second time we made our entrance into the NEW arena was at a show called March Mayhem. And at the March Mayhem show, uh, we were just announced for, you know, the appearance. We were going to come out, hype up the crowd and everything. Somebody notifications is going off, telling up my story, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but we made our entrance through the curtain. And from the moment we got in there, it was a complete eruption. I mean, it was so loud that Jalen and I couldn't hear one another talk. So we go through about our entrance. We let the party popper off. The crowd's going crazy. They're singing the Whitney Houston song. They're singing I Want to Dance with Somebody. Then the music fades. And then you just hear them still singing the song, still chanting, waves and curls, waves and curls. I look at Jalen. Jalen looks at me. And I kid you not, and said, how the hell did we get here? Because honestly, <laughs> honestly, the whole entire crowd was erupted, and it was only like their second or third time seeing us. But the love that we had given them and that they had given back to us tenfold was indescribable. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it because it's one of those moments where, you know, your entire journey is worth it. All the drills inside of training camps, all the hours inside of the car, all the mileage that you put in, all the rings that you put up, all the heavy ass boards that you got to carry. It's all worth it for those moments because in those moments, the audience connects with you. The chemistry is there. You can feel it. And if you establish and get that love with the fan base, then you can continue on and, and give them, you know, your best self, your best performance every single time. And even if, you know, if, if it isn't there, you can establish that with the fan base and then they'll become to recognize you and they'll love you and respect you for earning their respect, for earning their cheers. And I honestly feel like that's something me and Jalen did at the NEW Arena because, we, we showed up to the NEW arena. They didn't know who we were. And we came out with our energy. We came out dancing. We gave them love. They saw the love. They, they, they accepted it and started giving us the love back. So definitely the, the little homie at PAPW and that moment at March Mayhem at uh, NEW, just a surreal moment that I'll always remember for the rest of my life. That's, that's got to be like that Chris Jericho moment where, like, you just the crowd just like seeing you like that that shit was that was right, my, man. the walls down moment you know what i'm saying <laughs> i thought i had the light up jacket and everything i thought the rock was standing in the ring talking about your jabroni or something you know what i'm saying it's like the debut moment it felt amazing right. so tell me tell me about um what do you what do you see where do you see yourself in the future um as far as the near future i definitely see myself still tagging with jalen uh, just because the dynamic that we have is second to none, uh, the way that we just vibe with each other, the way that uh, we've established ourselves as a tag team, and, and the way that we just have a feeling towards one another that's like brothers. I, I definitely see myself staying with Waves and Curls for the long haul and continuing on as a tag team competitor because tag team wrestling, honestly, is one of the hottest things in independent wrestling and all of wrestling. And to be a part of such a huge movement is such a blessing. I mean, like I said before, he and I just have such a different chemistry than any other team in the game. We just complete and complement one another in a way that's very unique. So I hope to continue forth with Waves and Curls for as long as we can. If that's riding it through to the highest level, I hope 
and pray. No, I don't hope and pray. I know, damn it, we're going to make it to the highest level. We're going to make it to the highest of heights. <laughs> so be it, because that, that's what we want, you know? Um, whether it's, you know, hopefully signing to one of the major players like an AEW or a WWE or an Impact or an MLW or a Ring of Honor like uh, Pops and Uncle, uh, Matt Taven and Vinny Marcellia, whichever one it is, you know, we're ready and we want to get to it. So um, I definitely see myself continuing with Waves and Curls and um, get into one of those higher, higher companies. So we've talked about fans. We've talked about where you see yourself with the future, you know, like, but, you know, we talked about the long days that it's taken with the boards as well as like setting up and tearing down rings. But tell us what's your favorite part about being a pro wrestler? <sighs> that's a that's a really good question as well, too. I think my favorite part of being a professional wrestler Honestly, let me just step it back for a second, because I think I love, and it's going to be like a generic answer, but give me a moment to explain it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love every aspect of professional wrestling, and that's going back to, as I said before, putting the hours in at training, making all the long drives, losing sleep, missing out on family birthdays, missing out on some important events. I love the grind of professional wrestling. I love performing for a crowd. I love giving my all and challenging myself and pushing myself. Um, there's not a single thing in wrestling that I don't love. I mean, from the moment I step into an arena, I know I'm there to put on a show and put on a performance and make sure that the crowd leaves happy. Professional wrestling is a beautiful and unique thing unlike any other kind of live event demonstration that there is. I mean, what we bring forth is a performance art. It's acting it's competition it's everything matched up in one mashed up in one it's like a beautiful gumbo you know what i'm saying it, and and it's everything that i love in one you know i've done spoken word poetry in the past i've done live acting and performing um, but professional wrestling has always been my greatest dream so if i didn't love every aspect of the business then i shouldn't be in the business because whether it's setting up the ring showing up early, whether it's staying, you know, being the first one to show up at training at 6, uh, 6 p.m. and being the last one to leave, one of the last ones to leave, that's the kind of grind that it takes. So if I didn't fall in love with the entire journey, then damn it, I shouldn't be here. So um, there isn't one single solidary part that I love. Everything mashed up together is my love. It's my greatest love. Professional wrestling is it for me. And I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon. So definitely... Every damn thing. <laughs> All right, that's awesome, man. So my first question I've got for you is throughout the many matches you've had, different promotions, what's the hardest you've ever been hit inside of the wrestling? Oh, 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 the hardest I ever been hit was in my first damn match. <laughs> <laughs> I got knocked looping. I said, shit, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Um, my first ever match was against uh, Beastmaster Nick Steele. Rest in peace to the big homie up in the clouds. Um, but um, Nick Steele is known for being, you know, uh, he's just like this big brooding guy and he's strong and he, he just looks like that, that tough uncle at the barbecue who's the only one who gets to work the grill. <laughs> and if you touch the grill, he's going to whoop you at. That's Nick Steele. You know what I'm saying? And He's known for his chops and his forearms. Like, he'll do clubs against your head. And 
when he gave me a chop in the corner, I kid you not, I thought I seen my soul leave my body. And that's that's something that you can't prepare for. That's something no one tells you about. It's just something you got to take. And the man lit me up in the corner. And he said, <laughs> I can't remember his exact verbiage, but it was pretty much, uh, I'm going to light you up and you got to light me up back. Yeah. That's a very scary thing to hear because if this big brooding, you know, Uncle Chef is looking at you and saying, I'm going to chop the mess out of you. And if you don't chop me back, I'm going to chop you twice as hard. You got to bring your eight in. <laughs> so if you go back and watch the footage, I had to cock my hand all the way back, all the way back to about my ear and just whiff him. You know what I'm saying? Do like a karate Bruce Lee chop to the man's chest because I felt everything inside me just reverberate. You know how when your uncle or, or your cousin got like a loud sound system in his car and you could feel the subwoofer in your chest? I felt every single bone inside my chest and my rib cage just jolt around when Nick still hit me with his big old hand. So... Definitely in my first match with Nick Steele. Rest in peace, Beastmaster. He, he chopped the life out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that, that, that's a great story. Hopefully, uh, the answer to number two will be a great story, too. What's the worst match you've ever had? Oh, God, the worst match I've ever had. Sheesh, I'm still young in the game, so I had a few. Um, worst match I've ever had. That's a, that's a thinker right there. I think not one of the worst matches that I've ever had, but one of the ones that I don't really remember because I tried to block it out of my memory. <laughs> the, uh, it was my first ever triple threat at a promotion down in New Jersey. And about two minutes into the match, I got knocked loopy slash concussed. And <laughs> apparently my body kept moving through the match. I kept doing all the little spots fine. But I can't remember a single movement. And when I went to watch it back, I was like, this is god-awful terrible. And um, I remember the moment from the, the, the end bell to me waking up in my hotel the next day. I do not remember that span of time. Apparently, I called my trainer, Matt Taven. I was like, hey, I think I just got knocked the fuck loopy. <laughs> and I don't remember that call. I don't remember the match. I watched it back, and it was atrocious. And I hope I never have to see it again. Um, but, yeah, make sure you protect yourselves. and uh, Put your hands up if you're going to get kicked in the head. That's what I'm going to say. Put your hands up. <laughs> That's solid advice right there. <laughs> and my last question for you is, um, what is your biggest regret so far in your career? And if you don't have one in your career, what's your biggest regret in life? Okay. I think my biggest regret in overall life is not having the courage to pursue my dreams earlier. And what that means is I told earlier, you know, about graduating college is one of the proudest moments of my life. And I genuinely mean that, you know, it was a great accomplishment. But like my sophomore or junior year of college, I just felt a disturbance in my soul that I wasn't on the right path. I knew that I wasn't doing what I was intended to to do when I was placed on this earth. I just felt disturbed in my overall soul. And I, I had let voices of other people just persuade me that professional wrestling wasn't the path for me. I let naysayers just cloud my judgment and let naysayers, you know, be a rain cloud over what I knew was my destiny, what I knew that I wanted to do with my entire life. 
So that is overall my biggest regret, not joining soon enough. But I'm glad that I joined when I did because the collective experience that I've had over my life and through college is what has aided me in my professional wrestling journey. It's what made me the the young man that I am today and that I'm thankful for. The experiences that you have can either they they can either make you or break you. They can mold you or they can fold you. And I feel like all my experiences have led me to the path of professional wrestling, whether it be the poetry that I've done, whether it be the events that I've performed at, or whether it be, you know, all the small campus events that I, you know, help to host and things like that. They all kind of each gave me a little piece that I've somehow fit into my professional wrestling career. So I, I do regret not signing up sooner and letting naysayers get in the way of my destiny. But I'm also thankful for the delayed uh, entering into wrestling because without those experiences, I don't know if I'd be as far as I am now. So uh, one hand feeds the other, iron sharpens iron. So I'm thankful for every step that I've had in this journey. And I know there are more to come and I look forward to them. And I expect them to, you know, not be easy, but no path, you know, worth walking is going to be an easy one. So I look forward to the, the rain, the pain and the storm, because without those, you can't make a man. So we all here. We're here to do it and do it big. You feel me? Amen to that. Yes, indeed. I'll hold a sermon if you want me to. All right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm all for it. They might not be all for it, but I'm all for it. Well, well, mm, hey, mm, say it again. Come to you live on the Three Count Podcast, okay. giving you this sweet sermon. We're going to tell you, pursue your dreams, live big to do better things. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Amen. amen. Now, going to pass along the collection plate, pull your wallets out, don't be shy, don't be cheap. Cause I know you got a 50 in your wallet, so give me all your funds. Damn. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we have a church up in here now. Y'all ain't know nothing about this. We have a church up in here. All right. All Three right. count church of God in Christ. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pastor Trayvon Jordan. Mm-hmm. I got some questions for you. Well, now. Alrighty. What's your advice for inspiring wrestlers? Well, if I got to go and give advice to a young upcoming brother in this industry. <laughs> well, now, wow, wow, wow. I'm going off now. <laughs> Oh, Let me okay. get into it seriously, though, in case any kids <laughs> listen to the podcast who want to get into wrestling. Um, my biggest thing and the biggest lesson that I've learned that's been passed down uh, by my trainers is the biggest thing in wrestling is just showing up. The biggest thing in anything that you'll ever do in your life is just showing up. When you show up, be respectful. And when you show up, bring your whole heart and your whole personality. And when you show up, give a helping hand when you can. That's the biggest advice that I got. Because sometimes uh, people will become, you know, a little bit jaded or they won't go to a show if they're not on the show. But just show up. Help set out. Help set up. Help do everything that you can to make sure that production goes off without a hitch. And then it will be paid forward to you, you know. Just be that shining light in a dark room. 
um, be the reason. Uh, don't be a reason that everyone's kind of upset and mad. Just always add to a situation, elevate to a situation. My advice to any young people if wrestling isn't your dream is to just try many different things. You never know uh, where your path may lie, and you'll never know where you'll get to where you're going if you don't try things. Um, like I said before, and I'll say it again, I did spoken word poetry from the age of 16 uh, to about 20-something. And even before that, I just did regular poetry loops around like the General Providence and Connecticut area. I also did DJing. I, I DJed for about three years. I did live events, I did farming and gardening, I did community activism. I tried every single thing under the sun to find my purpose. Never be afraid of going out on a limb and trying different things. Every failure leads you one more step closer to your destination, to your journey. Never give up on your journey. And if you find that something just isn't working out for you, it might not be the thing for you. You don't have to force everything into fit your mold. You don't have to fit everyone into your journey to fit your mold. You got to drop some people on, on, on your journey. Tyler Perry says it like this. There's some people in your life that like like branches on a tree. I know. Uh -huh. yep. You know this one. Cool. You know where I'm going with this. You know <laughs> Branches only here for a season. Leaves only here for a season. Some people like leaves on your tree. They'll be there for the season. They'll wilt and die wet. Branches a little bit stronger. They might be there for you when the time comes, but every single tree branch, that's got to die and wilt away too. But if you find people who are like roots to that tree, if you find your roots to your tree, can I get an amen from the congregation? I'm about to preach again. If you find the roots to your tree, these people will stick with you your entire life long. So find people who support you and who elevate you. Find people who will take the time to work with you while you're trying to find and pursue your dreams and your goals. If wrestling is your dream and your goal, as I said before, be humble, show up, help out, give a helping hand, make sure you're coachable. The biggest thing in wrestling is listening. Don't be so talk to quick. Be very quick to listen. You can't learn unless you're silent. My mom always used to say when I was growing up, if you listen in the word silent, you also jumble it around and see that the word listen is in there as well, too. She'd always say that to me. Damn thing always got me. But silence and listening will be the two biggest things that motivate you and move you forward. Because you can't learn if you know everything. And you don't know everything. So just keep pursuing knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Goddamn. Shit. <laughs> had me had me writing down i wrote down silence just now i'm like trying to oh there it is listen yeah i told you so, I just... don't be calling my mama a liar all right <laughs> <laughs> all righty i guess um damn that was that was that was inspirational snaps snaps yes yeah that's what we did um <laughs> next question is what is your biggest what was the what is the biggest what was your biggest challenge in the industry my words, my words. The words are hard. Don't worry. It's all good. Words I say it all the time. I say that all the time. <laughs> I think my biggest challenge in the industry was before my debut last year was just taking a leap of faith. I had a full-time job. I was making good money, but it didn't allow me to have weekends off, which are the biggest thing in wrestling. It's Friday through Sunday. All the shows are on the weekend. And I'll work from Thursday through Sunday, so I'll never have time to go to a show, or I'll never have time to go out and help out, 
or to go out and, you know, advertise or do whatever or even make training some nights because it was such a demanding job. So what I had to do is I, I stockpiled money for a few weeks, a um, few months even, just to have enough to stay afloat and to take a leap of faith and um, take a risk on myself and bet on myself in order to pursue my dream. Uh, not a lot of people know, and this might be you know one of the first times I talk about it on a podcast, but last summer I quit my job and was pretty much unemployed and was just traveling around to different shows just traveling around, you know, with different companies, getting my name out there and helping out, I had to take a huge gamble and a huge risk while still paying rent, while still paying bills, while still paying student loans on such a small amount of money and doing it myself. There are plenty of nights where I cried. There are plenty of nights where I didn't know if I was going to make it to the next month of rent. There are plenty of times where I just didn't know if I had the strength to continue on, but through, through the strength of, you know, Trades of Christian, so my Lord above, shout out Big Jig, you know what I'm saying? But um, through all these different things, I had to keep pushing and motivating myself. I had to put on my walking shoes and walk the path that is less traveled. Um, so that's my biggest hurdle was just having enough faith and believing in myself um, to pursue what it is that my heart wanted and to know when to leave a job, even though I was comfortable in that job and I was making good money to leave and to have faith that something else will come about, I think that was the scariest moment of my life. You know, my moms were scared for me. My dad was scared for me. My siblings were scared for me. But I knew what I had to do in order to make my dreams happen. Was it scary? Absolutely. Was it a huge challenge? Absolutely. But I would do it all again, 112% would do it in a heartbeat. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's let's get a more light. You know, sprinkle some more like more light on the sub. Hey, man, we can get happy too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's get happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's heavy, man. It's more inspirational, man. Like people, just, people eat this uh, up like the gospel, man. Let's see. No, I was getting I was getting a little teary eyed, like on, on some real on some real shit. Like I was getting really teary eyed. I was like, well, damn. Appreciate like, God damn. Appreciate you. It's been a long journey, man, but these sermons are free, and they're always here for everybody, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I respect it. Yes, uh, what is the worst bump? The worst bump that you've ever taken? The worst bump that I've ever taken? I don't know. I mean, CTE's getting to me early, so I don't remember much. But... <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. And, <laughs> and I'm the tall man of the tag team, so... Uh, my tag partner takes most of the bumps, you know. I just come in and say today, you know, that's my deal. Uh, so I haven't taken many crazy bumps lately. I think one of the worst ones I've done though was um, I was having like a fair show match for NEW, and it was like a quick gauntlet match. I just take one move and I go out. Um, but I took a choke slam in the middle of the fair match, and for a normal choke slam, you post on the shoulder. And then he lifts you up, you do your own jump, and you just fall flat on your back. But for some reason, I was like, ah, I got to show off. You know, this is my first time at the company. I got to do something crazy. So I jump up, and I over-rotate, and I land, like, on the top of my shoulders and the back of my dome piece. And I got folded in like a fortune cookie or, like, you know how Jesus folded the napkin in the tomb? That was me. Like, my whole body was, like, <laughs> was like an accordion folded over itself. And then he goes to cover me, and he pins me. He goes, hey, shit, are you all right? 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're good. I mean, my spine is in my mouth, but other than that, I'm doing perfectly fine. But yeah, that was absolutely terrible. Um, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done is I don't usually go to the top rope as a taller guy. Top rope offense is not my deal. But for some reason, I was like, I'm gonna do a missile drop kick today, like Booker T. <laughs> I got up to the top. And my legs started wobbling because I was nervous. But hey, it's live TV. Fuck it, you gotta go. <laughs> I go, I go to jump off, do my drop kick, and somehow my left foot slips and goes in the air. Y'all can't see it on the recording, but I'm gonna do it for the brothers. Go like this. Oh, I got white socks on. You can't see it anyway. But <laughs> my foot slips and hits me in my forehead. I. Yeah, imagine a missile, imagine a missile drop kick. Yeah, it's a missile drop kick, but my 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 knee hit me in my forehead. I can't put it together either, but but somehow, some way, I knock myself loopy on my own maneuver. I didn't connect with him, by the way. I, I completely missed my brother, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that will be the most embarrassing thing I've ever done inside of the ring. Oh. Chokeslam bump was the worst, though. Lord have mercy. I was trying to piece this whole thing about a missile drop kick and kick myself in the face. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to piece it together to this day. (laughs) (laughs) To this day. Oh, man. Well, it is now time for the highly anticipated lightning rapid fire question round, as I change it every time I say it. So... We're going to put the imaginary timer on the clock. Ding. You heard that? You heard that? Yeah. Imaginary. Let's do it. All right. So, got 10 questions for you. First thought that comes to mind. Don't think too much into it. Okay. All right. Ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Favorite color? Red. Batman or Superman? Batman. Yes. Favorite movie? A Bronx Tale. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite food? Macaroni and cheese. Fried chicken. Watermelon. I'm very black. (laughs) (laughs) Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Yes, sir. Uh, Last time you laughed out loud? Like five minutes ago. (laughs) What pisses you off? Uh, Dirty socks. Uh, best match you've ever seen? Ooh, uh, ooh, damn, I gotta answer it quick. Uh, ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, Revival versus American Alpha, NXT TakeOver Dallas, I think it was. Beautiful match. Very beautiful match. And last but not least, favorite curse word? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, there it is. Lightning fast question round, rapid fire. Round. You really change it every time, bro. Listen, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna figure out what the actual name of this is. I'm just gonna keep saying everything else. Love, um, love it. Oh man. Trayvon, I gotta say, bro, you are literally one of the most positive people we have ever had on this show. Oh, I, if I don't make it a point to tell you that, bro, you are like truly, truly an inspiration. Thank you. Like, just sitting here, you know, chatting it up with you for the past, what, almost half hour, 45 minutes almost, has literally, 
has literally made my evening. I just want to let, I personally want to let you know that, that you have definitely been an inspiration to me just Thank by sitting here talking. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I appreciate it. He says that to everyone. I don't. It <laughs> <laughs> came in just like shit all over your moment, man. <laughs> I totally did. Tell me how it really is, Chris. I'll tell me how it really is. You feel me? Give me the honesty. Good, great. <laughs> no, no, I got to back him up. I, I think you are by far our most positive guest. You, you really you spoke some truth today. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, allowing me on your platform. You know, I, I see you guys doing the thing uh, for the up and coming wrestlers. So I appreciate y'all giving me time on your forum, um, getting the chance to know you brothers. I don't think I knew uh, you guys before this, but definitely add me up on everything that you got. That way we can have further conversation. Trey's always here for everybody. So um, it's always love. It's always positivity. So send me the friend request, follow me, whatever you got to do. Um, so we can just keep linking up because y'all some good brothers and I appreciate the time y'all gave me today. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Uh, drop your uh, socials for uh, everyone uh, so the fans, they can follow you as well. Oh, you know? well, yeah. listeners, if you're listening, you can follow me at Trey Keep Dancing. That's Trey, T-R-A-E, Keep, K-E-E-P, Dancing, like how Michael Jackson do it with the moonwalk, Dancing. At uh, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to find me on Facebook, look up Trayvon Jordan. That's T R A E V O N Jordan. Whenever I spell my name, it starts to sound like the Webby song. You know, I N D E. That's me right there. But, uh, yeah, fans, follow me up. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up. I'm always down for a conversation. So drop something in the inbox and we can talk about whatever. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you all that we do have uh, shirts. We have merch on Pro Wrestling Tees, so uh, get your three-count shirts. Definitely get one. Take a picture of it. Tag us on Instagram or Twitter. Show off your swag. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash the three-count. That's the number three, T-H-E, number three, C-O-U-N-T, the three-count pod. So, ladies and gentlemen, I like to remind you that I am Chaz Evans here with the Red Dog, Cliff Miller, here with the Idol Master, Chris Idol, here with Napster, JJ, and we're here with Trayvon Jordan. Thank you for this interview. Thank you for being on. And to everyone listening, make sure you follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast fancy on. See you guys next time. Congratulations, you made it to the end. Now like, share, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Go to Twitter at the Three Count Underscore Pod. Go to Facebook, YouTube at the Three Count Podcast. And then go buy some merch from us. Show us some support at ProWrestlingTees.com. And you go in the search box, you'll find it right there at the Three Count Podcast. Then, you know, tell us that you like us. And for you guys who don't know, I am Clifford Red Dog Miller. And catchphrase.